Welcome to the Revision Path podcast brought to you by Revision Path, a showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. I'm Maurice Cherry, and this week I talk with Makokoma Mokonoana from Pretoria, South Africa. Makokoma is a designer, a uh, creator really, that inspires independent thinking through his cartoons, his books, and his aphorisms. This is Revision Path's first international interview, but I do hope to have more of these in the future, so I hope you enjoy. Okay, so tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Mukoko Omar. The last name is Mukonoana. I do a whole lot of things. Uh, I'm, I'm what you'd call a creative. I'm a graphic designer. That's what I studied. I'm also a writer, concentrating more on philosophy, not design. Okay. I, I When I was doing my research, I saw a bunch of older articles that you wrote about uh, design, like pretty much I think more so from the the vendor client type of uh, relationship where you're the you're the vendor or you're the designer and you're talking about you know how to give the best designs and things for the client. What sort of uh, started that shift from you writing about design to writing about philosophy? Okay, first of all, I owe my writing to writing about design in a way. Okay, so that's the love for writing started. However, because if you look at probably more than 90% of the design articles I penned, I'm questioning why are we doing it like this or, or why is it like this? Right. You know, so the questioning came from there also. So the reason I'm no longer writing is because I think I've said all opinions that I have regarding design as a whole. Okay. <laughs> I know writing frequently is good for you. Your chances of being found through Google, but I refute refuse to speak when I do not have anything particular to say. I don't want to speak for the sake of speaking, just because I'm afforded an audience. Mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting you say that, because if I feel like that's almost the opposite of what I see, at least in the design community in, uh, in the United States, is that uh, there's a lot of speaking for the sake of speaking, as opposed to speaking when you have something to say. So I think that's a really... That's a really good idea. How did you first get involved in design? Involved in what sense? Um, just in terms of how did you get started? Did you start uh, in college, in high school? Like, how did you really start getting into doing graphic design? Okay. Uh, first of all, I studied graphic design by chance. Okay. And truth be told, I didn't even have a clue what graphic design is about when I enrolled for it. I just think I fell in love with the name. Uh, so what happened is I applied to be at some college to study copywriting. Apparently, I was not good enough because I was rejected. So as a plan C, I ended up studying design. But I later found out that it's a good thing that I was not accepted as a copywriting student because I wouldn't have had the chance to do design. Yeah, that's about it in terms of studying. So I've studied. Obviously, if it's something that you're passionate about, I did more work after schooling than at school. Design work, that is. Mm-hmm. I had a friend where would you know we'd explore design. Whenever he found something new, he'd come back. I'd do the same. So that's how I grew. Okay. And after I qualified, I got an internship at some uh, advertising agency for a few months or so. After that, I left and tried self-employment as a graphic designer. That's what I'm still doing in a way. Okay. How's that going so far? 
I don't know how to say that, uh, to answer you because ninety percent of my clients and myself are one person. Okay. You know, so, so, but I mean, it's so, it's it's profitable in terms of you know you're able to to sustain yourself is what I mean. Okay, in that sense, yes, it is. Okay. Okay. What uh, what sort of projects are you working on? Can you talk about any of those? Okay, I think the best way would be to explain who or what I currently am. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm I'd say a humanitarian, uh, which is a creature who's concerned about the welfare of the human race. That's the shortest way of putting it. So um, I try to enlighten people through either writing essays, books, or drawing cartoons to inspire independent thinking in them because I'm of an opinion that uh, at the core of almost all human sufferings lies thinking or not thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, we made systems out of uh, inferior thinking or what you'd call suffering at the core of it lies a perspective which ties with thinking. For example, who the hell said death must be a painful thing? You know, it's a matter of thinking. It's not... The pain that you feel when your loved one passes is not a natural thing. You are programmed into feeling whatever you're feeling. Sometimes we cry merely because those at the funeral expect to see us shed tears, not because we should be crying. You know, that's 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 who I am. So here and there, I need a graphic designer. Obviously, I'll employ myself. Uh, like with the first book that I penned, after I wrote it, I played designer of the actual book. Mm-hmm. After that, I played designer of the sort of marketing efforts of that book, simply put. Okay. And the book, uh, the first book you wrote, Confession, The Confessions of a Misfit, uh, that's right. How uh, How's the reception been with that book? It's been pretty good? It is. The reception in terms of uh, what I get from people, not me having sold a million copies. No, 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 that's what yeah. I mean. Like, how are people? <laughs> how I'm, do I'm people? Confer- yeah. I'm, confer- I'm confirming that. Okay. It, it, it could mean different things to listeners. Uh, how is it going? Well received could be people find it life changing, or a whole lot of people bought it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're you're currently working on a on a second book right now. Yes, I am. Is it going to be along the same lines of the first book, or is this something kind of different in terms of subject matter? I think it will be dull for me to pen two similar books you know uh if they cover my name from the second book cover you should not even have guessed that i might have penned it so it's totally different but uh the only similar thing is what i'm attempting i'm attempting to achieve with writing the book is make you think inspire independence in your thinking because your average man doesn't really produce even new opinions Mm-hmm. He's mainly paraphrasing his forefathers' opinions. And I'm on, I'm going to believe that knowledge, we progress in terms of knowledge as a human race. So if that's so, every boy should be smarter than his grandfather. So why the hell are we paraphrasing the thoughts that they thought back then while we have the freedom to formulate new opinions and systems? Okay. that's. I never thought about it like that. I like that. <laughs> Like every every uh, every child should be smarter than their father, or their grandfather, or things like that. Uh, I, I know that when I when I think about uh, and I'm sort of taking it back to design, but I know when I think about that, there's a lot of paraphrasing and and rehashing of things, even though things in this industry sort of change uh, 
very quickly. So a lot of people do try to build on those foundational blocks. But uh, no, that's a that's a good. I never thought about. It. That's a very interesting paradigm shift. I like that. How do you how do you keep motivated and inspired with uh, with your work? Okay, I I read a lot. Uh, most of the time, it's either I'm asleep, reading, writing, or drawing, or at the gym. Okay. So I I I think reading inspires thinking. Depending on what you read, of course. But I always say a writer is a reader who had the guts to be heard. You know. So in every writer, there is a reader. You I've never met a writer that doesn't read. You know. I know you can get speakers who do not listen. But it's rare, actually impossible, to get a writer that doesn't read. So I grow, I form new opinions as I grow intellectually, which obviously most of the growth comes from uh, different books that I read, uh, books which intro, uh, introduce different worldviews. I don't necessarily read books which will tell me things that I know I agree with. Mm-hmm. So, Because you're not challenged that way. What would you say is, uh, and uh, and this probably might be a bit of a, a an open-ended question, but what's the best thing about <clears throat> about what you do? Whether that's that's your writing or your design, you say you're sort of a still a self-employed designer now. What's the best thing about what you do? Would you say it's the it's your your freedom of expression? I think it's yes. The shortest answer would be yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, the issue I have is I'm quite a questioning bastard. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I mentioned it. I've many, I was once employed as a designer, uh, but it didn't go well because almost every third day I challenged a manager who oh. wanted to have a say over me over a design decision. Uh-huh. So it happens i i quit while they were still looking for excuses to fire me you know so i don't make a good employee even outside, <laughs> even outside employment i seldom do client work because of that you know uh, clients come with uh, their ego to be fed uh-huh. i can't do that just because you're giving me a few grants i'm supposed to take whatever you know i know that for most people, they don't matter. It doesn't matter as long as the client paid on time. You know, they can do whatever. Unfortunately, I'm too dumb to do that. You know, because it could lead you to starvation. You know, but I've I just can't do that. If I think we should go with uh, option C, we'll go with option C. And I never propose a solution without a rationale behind why C, not B and A. You know, but so that's the issue. I have with clients. That's why I don't do clients. It's not because I'm struggling to find clients. You know, I think it's because clients are struggling to let go of their ego when involved in a design project. Uh, because a client's love for pink is not necessarily pink won't necessarily be the right color for their logo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's things like that, that that we fight over. Even though that I know partially I'm responsible to educate them with regards to graphic design. But you find those that you educate them, but still their ego gets the best of them. That is true. I know that there's uh, – it's funny you mentioned that about being a a bad employee because that reminds me of of why I started my business. Not to say that I was a bad employee. I think Mm -hmm. I worked at bad places because it's sort of that thing you say about sort of questioning 
you know, why you have to do a specific design decision as opposed to it sort of being this mandate where they say you have to do this. And then when you say, well, why do we have to do that? It's, you know, and you may give your rationale behind it. Uh, that's sort of why I started my business. I was working somewhere and I didn't like the de- the design decisions that were being made and I felt I could do it better. So I quit and I did. Um, and, and it's interesting that you say, you know, you have to sort of educate the client too when you, because a lot of times clients sort of come to you with, uh, like you say, with that ego, they have a specific sort of thing that they need, a specific project or what have you. Uh, and then as the designer, you, you're educating them on sort of the right decision. Some clients love it and they take that. Some clients don't and feel that, you know, they're giving you money. So therefore what they say goes, it's really kind of a, uh, it can go either way, I think, which is kind of interesting. Because what happens is you find yourself arguing, yourself a person who has been thinking design for the last 10 years, you're finding yourself argue with a client, somebody who's probably thinking design for the first time regarding yeah. design. You know, so that's the challenge. Right. Luckily, doctors do not experience that. I guess the thought of dying is more frightening than the thought of an ineffective logo. <laughs> I like that. So you're you're uh located in Pretoria, right? Yes, Pretoria. It's called Swan, you know, but yeah. Okay. I think you Pretoria it doesn't matter. The okay. name is not the place, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's uh how is the or or I should ask this, are you involved in the design and creative community there or or What's the community there like in terms of creativity and design? I think uh, we have quite a huge industry, creative industry. It's just that I'm, I'm not part of it intentionally. So still, it's another issue that I have. Which uh, let me let me let me enlighten you regarding it. The thing is, okay, uh, like I told you, my primary uh, focus is my humble contribution to mankind. You know, I, I'm fully aware that uh, the people that my work influence could be less than three. You know, I'm okay with that. More than zero percent is good enough for me. My issue is you find a super creative young man, an intelligent young man, who spent his entire career designing work that after a few weeks or months are ineffective. For example, I don't want to spend my thinking energies and time and my coffee designing, say, for example, a wedding, invi- a wedding invite, which will be, after the wedding, useless. Right. Yeah. I'd rather write an essay that will work, that has the potential to change lives, even when I'm six feet under. Mm-hmm. That's how I prefer to spend my thinking on. I don't want to design posters for campaigns that will disappear in a few weeks or months' time. I see that as a waste of my thinking. Not that it is. I see it as that of mine, you know, so that's the issue that I have. I don't belong to any society of thing, uh, graphic designers or creatives or whatever. I don't see the need to do so. Mm-hmm. The other thing mm-hmm. is I'm not a fan of convention for the sake of convention, you know. I'm doing this because this is what worked for my grandfather. I'm, I'm a man, I try to do things which I have reasoning behind them, you know. So most people are I think they will they will mess me up if I join such things. I shy away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why I'm not part of them. But here and there, 
I get invites, invites which I reject, unfortunately, for them. It it sounds like there's there's a lot of that there, though. Is that is that the case? A lot of what? A lot of that sort of thinking that you're talking about, like convention for the sake of convention and things like that with designers. I think it's not with it's, it's with, with human beings. Okay. Designers, which is something that I'm trying to challenge through my aphorisms, my essays, my books or cartoons. I know that here, and I would imagine it's probably like this everywhere. There's always this this uh, increased uh, focus on networking, and I think it's specifically the case for for people that work for themselves about sort of networking and joining these organizations and things like that. But you know, for me, I know it's always felt sort of like you said. It, it sort of feels like it's a waste of time in a way because you may end up doing these kind of single serving design type things like a wedding invite or a poster or or something for an event that doesn't exist you know after a few years and then it's like okay what did i what did i do it's something to put in my portfolio but it's something that you can really be proud of as as having made an impact okay you know you know what the other thing is that we shouldn't miss is in as much as i criticize human beings i'm also aware why they are the way that they are you know, uh, for example, for me, my definition of an artist, uh, I don't know, okay, can, can I quote uh, my favorite uh, artist, one of my favorite artists? Sure. Fela Kuti. And he says, as an artist, politically, artistically, the whole idea about your environment must be represented in the music, in the art. Art is what is happening at a particular time of the people's development or underdevelopment. So I think as far as Africa is concerned, music cannot be for enjoyment. Music has to be for revolution, you know, mm-hmm. end of quote. So with that, I wanted to tell you that artists are faced with, with a sort of a dilemma as producing their best work or sleeping on a full tummy. <laughs> most, most people aren't really waking uh, to, to squeeze the best art that could come out of themselves. They are merely trying to keep their landlord's mouth shut, you know. So if you are the latter, you're just working as an artist merely to pay rent and to keep your woman with you, as you'll do whatever that's thrown you away, you know. For example, if uh, you'll take whatever client that comes your way, you are forced to. And the other enslaving thing that I hate with being employed as a creative is you don't have a choice or a say over which clients you work on because your company prioritizes whichever client that has the biggest check, full stop. <laughs> you know? So I remember while doing the internship, they, they, they were doing things like uh, calendars for Bob, which is they, they sell funeral policies and whatnot. You uh-huh. know? So imagine waking up to go look at pictures of uh, coffins and whatnot. So... It's such things that turned me away from uh, the industry and being an employee in that industry. Because the thing is, uh, creative, uh, the creative, we as creatives, whatever that you do does not necessarily have to sell products only. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can sell a point of view which could inspire inter- uh, inter- independent thinking within whomever that conv- uh, consume your point of view, you know. So luckily for me, studying design didn't turn out to be a waste of time because I use it a lot. Here in, here in the States, when, when people look at 
design in terms of a, a graphic designer or a web designer or something like that. The overwhelming majority of the community that people see represented are are uh, they're not black people. I should say that way. They're they're white men mostly. And I I always have this sort of keen interest on on technology and what's happening in Africa. And I've I've had it for for a long time. I just have always been interested in it. I've all I'm also curious sort of what the perception is of of uh, like how do I'm mumbling my words here. How do Africans sort of feel about the the design culture and community in the U.S. where it seems to be so so prevalent in terms of just design worldwide. It seems like the U.S. is is what comes up mostly in, in conversation. I've been looking at things like like there's different tech incubators. There's one in Nairobi that I looked at uh, called iHub, and I've been doing some more research trying to find as many you know people that I can sort of talk to as I can. So perhaps you can tell me since you're in uh, South Africa, sort of what uh, what sorts of things are are Africans doing in design that we should know about in the U.S. that we should be aware of, that we should sort of take a look at and try to help out and, and spread the word about? I don't think it's an issue of Africans and Americans, blacks and whites or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing for sure is the quality of our creative industry. The, listen, the, the creativity recognizes no borders or continents, you know. There are remarkable designers in Africa and shitty designers in America. Such is life, you know. Right. Uh, it's a matter of this person and that person. Not uh, Let's not fall victims to the evils of generalization, you know. Uh, but what, what I can tell all, say also is I'm of an opinion that people who deserve the title of a graphic designer, they don't even make 5% of the people who call... Uh, people who call themselves designers. I don't know if I made sense. What I wanted to say is amongst the billions of designers that we have or people who call themselves designers, only less than 5% of those people deserve that title. In a sense, uh, looking at what design is, because uh, most people are just creatures who know their way around Photoshop or Illustrator or what, what whatever design software that there is. You know? So that's the other thing that an opinion that I also have regarding designers and greatness. In short, most designers suck. <laughs> the majority of designers suck. But you know, luckily for them, uh, clients seldom know enough to judge a design. So they usually judge design on its beauty alone, you know, without a, an eye and a mind to tell if this will be or is an effective design. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like uh, if a blind person asks you to direct them to place X and you push them wherever, they wouldn't know if you took them to the right place because they themselves cannot tell. You know, so yeah, that's my other rant I have regarding design and the standard of the so-called designers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I guess you've probably answered this throughout your your throughout this interview, but. So say there was someone uh, that was interested in starting out as a designer, and I guess you can sort of talk about this from your journey of sort of working with an agency or business and now being your own designer. Say this was like a teenager and they were interested in becoming a designer. What sort of advice would you give to them uh, in terms of starting out? Okay, let me be arrogant and say 
I, I don't want to limit this to design. I want to limit to almost all uh, occupations. Okay. Before you are a great whatever, you first needs to be a great thinker. You know, behind a great painter, behind a great architect, a great whatever lies a thinker. You know, so we seldom invest in thinking. We merely go to college for four, three, two years, memorize whatever that we are fed without understanding, write a test, pass, seek employment, make pretty pictures, and we call that design or mm -hmm. a life. You know, so my simplest advice would be invest in whatever that will make you think. Okay. Mm. Where do you see yourself in the next, I don't know, maybe five years? in terms of, of what you're doing creatively? I don't know. The thing is, I don't believe in this notion of there being a thing called a dream to pursue. Like I once said in, in one of my aphorisms is, ambition is greed rebranded. You know, I, I know it sounds dumb. I know I sound like I'm a pessimistic bastard. I sound like I, I don't look forward to tomorrow, but I'm taking life a day at a time. So I can only uh, comment on today. Tomorrow okay. I'm not sure of, you know. Uh, what I can say about today is I find uh, in my day time to read. I find time to write, sometimes time to draw. I get to go to the gym. That's enough for me, you know. I can only comment about today and yesterday. Let's leave tomorrow for tomorrow. Okay. okay. All right. Where can our audience find you online? Okay, the best way with my website is, I'm spelling it out for you, it's Mokokoma, it's M-O-K-O-K-O-M-A.com. That's also my Twitter and Facebook handle, so it's just my name.com. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you so much again for taking time out of your day for this interview. I think that the audience will really like a lot of what you have to say. And is there anything else that you want to share? before we close out? <laughs> no, I think that should be enough. I'm, I'm one of those people who seldom run out of things to say, so let's just stop it here. We'd rather, <laughs> we'd rather do a second interview some other day. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, let's say thank you. Too. Bye. And that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Make sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just do a search for Revision Path, or you can visit the website, www.revisionpath.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you're interested in sponsoring the Revision Path podcast, either per episode or exclusively, just send us an email and we'll make it happen. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.